Hello, welcome back to another episode of Mimosas and Tea Podcast. I know last week I neglected to introduce everybody um, because I thought maybe you guys would know us already. Right, maybe we're friends. But that's not cool. I'm sorry, I'm trying new things. Like, I'm still trying to figure out the formula, what I like and what I don't like. Anyway, I'm Ty, one third of the host. And I'm joined with my two sisters, my sister ladies, Janiah and Jez. I'm Naya. Like, well, you can't call me Janiah. <laughs> okay, you Naya. said we can't call you Janiah. No, okay. not <laughs> no, no, no. I heard you clear. Okay. And I'm Jez. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it. <laughs> I'm not about to be mean to. <laughs> Clearly, um, I think Naya, not Janiah. Naya mm-hmm. has got to be sipping on a mimosa because it's giving very much bad bitch energy. To I me. literally haven't even started. I haven't even had my first sip. Ty, she already started the day with the don't try me. <laughs> no. What is it? Don't say why me. Yes. Don't try me, bitch. There we go. <laughs> Jesus. That first exactly. sip. Perfect. Say that every single day. What you drinking, Jazz? Um, I had to start my day off real calm and collected with my tea, so I'm not being mean and hostile. Damn, bitch. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> that wasn't directed towards nobody, not you. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're in for an episode. We're at the <laughs> clearly. Grand right. Rising Beauties. Welcome. I would lie and say that I'm drinking a mimosa or some tea, but y'all, to be honest, I've had like a stomach virus all week. I'm not drinking anything. You have some water, some Pedialyte? I'm scared. I'll, I'll have some water in a moment. But let's hop into the episode because this is, whew. first of all, the intro has me like a little lit. I don't need no mimosa because that was crazy. <laughs> but let's get into the pop culture. So we all have heard. If you haven't heard, you're sleeping under a rock um, about the unfortunate um, health conditions of DMX over the past week. So apparently he suffered, I want to say it was a heart attack or a, a, a coma. A stroke. From an overdose. A stroke. Yeah, yeah he, he had an overdose and it put him in the hospital. He's um, like in a coma and vegetative. I read oh. yesterday that they were actually going to conduct some brain tests, um, I think today or in the near future, just to see what his brain activity is doing so that the family knows how to move forward. Um, but it's, it is sad only because DMX has had a long battle with drug addiction and drug abuse. Um, but what am I trying to say? It's like you you don't you don't want to see anybody you know go out that way. And although he had a drug problem, he was still I think a stand up guy. You know, I've heard DMX the evolution of him. I've heard him speak recently on um, interviews, and you know his growth was incredible to me. You know, he came from the era of um, that hip hop that was really like disrespectful. Yeah, the real deal. Real, like, disrespectful, fuck your mama, bitches are hoes and hoes is bitches. But I've heard him speak outside of his rap lyrics, and um, 
he was kind of deep, you know? And I think he was a good guy with a lot of love and a lot of care and a lot of passion for what he did. I mean, he's a seasoned artist, so eventually, you know, they do find that... I think they do get to that point in their life where they need that balance. And he's definitely had a long career, too. So he probably got to that point and had his balance as far as, like, his views go. Yeah. But... It really sucks that a lot of people fall victim to um, drug addiction. And it's just one of those things that you can't really judge nobody for. It just is what it is. And it sucks when they do end up in this situation like he has. Mm-hmm. So were you, um, you wanted to talk about um, the Funk Flex comments? Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, DJ Funk Flex or Funk Master Flex, um, he was on his radio show and was really passionate about um, how people are posting DMX and wishing him all this well wish, all these well wishes, and all of this. But most of the people posting him now, or or sending love to him, wasn't sending love to him when he was fine and able. And he was saying how he's basically tired of seeing that. Like, give people their flowers when they're here. Don't wait for people to be. Yeah, don't be cloud chasing because he said people really just want to prove that they knew him. Yeah, and that they that did have passes, love, yeah. or that they just you know just knew him. Period. I don't think that. I think a lot of times when somebody famous dies, like I have a picture with Kenya Moore. I don't know. This is this is not gonna because I'm not famous and she don't know me and we don't talk or I can't get in touch with her, but. If Kenya Moore dies, I'm not going to post a picture of me and Kenya Moore and be like, oh my gosh, I I loved you. I loved you so much. You were such an inspiration to me as a young black girl. Because I never posted her. I never posted that picture like ever. And that, at that point, that's just clout chasing. That's like every Beyonce fan that don't DM Beyonce or comment under her pictures. If Beyonce, when Beyonce dies, not if, because she's not immortal. Yeah, like, mm. it's, it'll be the same thing. People do that with celebrities all the time. Celebrities do it to celebrities all the time. People do it with their normal, with their normal family members all yeah. the time. It's something you see very, very up close and personal. Don't wait for people to be dead or to be down bad to support them publicly. If you don't support me publicly, don't support me privately. Period. Like, Come on, you, 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 you can't do one or the other. You should do both. And don't wait for me to be down on my shit to... Because I'm going to be haunted. Because um, honestly, it doesn't even come off... It doesn't even come off, like, with good intention when, like, you just hop out of fucking nowhere because I didn't fell in a ditch. No. Now, I will say this, though. And this is kind of... I just... This comes to mind when we're having this conversation. That, um... You know, like, when people you've gone to school with and stuff, we have passings for people who pass like during school and there would be some people who were so adamant and like angry like oh don't post him you didn't know him don't post her you didn't know her you didn't yada yada and my thing about that is I understand the possessiveness of the people who are close and hurting but you don't know how those people um affected anybody else's life you know what I'm saying just because you right yeah just because they're not buddy buddy doesn't mean one day he didn't give me five dollars in the hallway when I needed it, you know. And like yeah. that's yeah. a that's a memory that we have together. So like let's stop uh like gatekeeping free. Like being possessive. <laughs> yeah. Like, like dang. I think it's definitely fine to grieve. Here's oh, this is gonna get personal. Come on, we 
So we right here. So I'll say this. If somebody very important to me passes away, very, very, the closest person you can think to me, when she passes away, I really don't want other family members in my face talking to me, like posting her, talking to me about her, because y'all didn't give a fuck about her when she was alive. Ooh. Now, that I understand. So you can grieve this person, mm-hmm. but don't, don't, I, I really, truly, I'm not going to want to see it. I'm not going to want to see it. And I'm going to be offended by it when I do, because I know that y'all really was not um, fucking with her like that when she was here. So I don't do have experience with that too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now that yeah. is messed up. Now I will say like, I did have a classmate who passed away. Um, but I, I didn't like, we had class together every day. I talked mm-hmm. to him every went to that school, but it was not, I didn't feel comfortable posting him when I found out he passed because I hadn't talked to him in years. We didn't keep up when I moved away from that school. I was sad. I did grieve it, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I knew that kind of wasn't my place because we didn't have that relationship. Yeah, you know what I'm it's, saying. It's a certain yeah. thing, cause you know, yeah, you know personally, you know, cause the people yeah. who be falling all out at the funerals be the people who they was going at that it. wasn't involved. They exactly. was going at it. y'all was holding grudges from ten years, and now oh. you wanna um come with the theatrics. I actually just recently went through that. Like, I'm not gonna get all into it, but for instance. I guess it's not really deep into it, but my mom and my brother who passed away back in September had a pretty shit relationship. However, my mom didn't treat it like with sensitivity and uh, she was real, real involved. And it was just, it just came off. So I don't know. I wouldn't say aggressive. It was just very overbearing. And I understand the offense. It was just very overbearing. And I really was just like, bro, it's cool if you like sit this one out. And she showed her ass. And it just came off so... To me, like, I wasn't there. Like, you know, it just came off to me, like, if y'all had a really bad relationship, and now you're showing your ass after, it doesn't really show your true intentions. And it's really upsetting. Yeah, just just you and God need to handle that. Really. That's so to swing God. it back to DMX... Um, yes. Because <laughs> we really got way off the topic said, of well, DMX. Me. Let me tell you about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did. So we do um send our love and can no, I won't say condolences because he isn't passed, but we, our love and support yes. to his family. And um, I don't want this to be the end of DMX. You know, like oh no, not to go out like this. Like everybody has to die, but I don't want his addiction to be the thing to take him out. I hope that maybe after this he'll have a. A wake up if he pulls through. Yeah, and, a good recovery and all of that. Yeah, good recovery. Oh, definitely. And all of that, but you never know. Um. I just, <sighs> but speaking of DMX, let's talk about generational. All trauma. right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's just keep the trauma train rolling. Oh so. yeah, it's a deep episode right here. <laughs> so, generational trauma to me is um, things that happen to our ancestors, no matter how recent or how um, deep into your ancestral line, that get passed on generation to generation obviously so um basically 
first of all, let me say this. Black people, our, our ancestry does not begin with slavery. We often need to go back and, and think beyond slavery or prior to slavery because a lot of us equate all of our trauma to slavery. Mm-hmm. A lot of it we happened, do. you know, like that's, that's what we know. That's what we've been, been taught here in the States and all of that. But that is not where our ancestry begins. Um, so let's, let's try to um, be knowledgeable, be knowledgeable about those times, but also go back, a, go, go back a little further. Yeah. You know, I think definitely um, that that's the, before the, slave the first step. And so I'll just tack on that um, recently it's come about that this is something I learned uh, within the last year that not only obviously it's generational from, you know, parenting styles and things like that. Like, you know, how your mom raised you, how she was raised, yada, yada. But it's also genetic. Mm -hmm. It's also in your DNA. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, There was some kind of, I'm I'm like loosely quoting some type of, um, research done on Jewish people, like Holocaust survivors and their, their children. Yes, I saw you know that. And then there was something with their genes. Yeah. Because it leaves like a chemical mark on you so that you produce mm-hmm. offspring that are better equipped to deal with that trauma or, you know, supposedly, you know, so they can be prepared, like, you know, this is headed your way and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's definitely the first step, I think, is identifying Um that we all have it, you know, no matter how um, dramatic or small. Severe. Severe. Yes, that's a good word. That's that's the one I like. (laughs) That's the one I like. Severe, no matter how severe. And honestly, severity is, um, it's... Relative. Come on, give me another word. Yes. Relative to you, yes. Yes. Okay, the sore us. The sore us it's relative because okay. I know, you know, like when you'll tell somebody, like, "Oh, I skinned my knee," mm-hmm. and they'll try to one up, yeah, like, "Oh, well, I broke my leg." That doesn't yeah. mean me my skin knee don't hurt. <laughs> like my skin knee hurt me still. still hurt. Like, what, what's the like? What are you doing here? But yeah, that that's my two cents there. I really can't see what you guys said was like combined of my little two cents, but I don't think we really acknowledge how much it has on like the effect on our brain and how we go for it. Cause like it's a cycle that I really don't know how I could break, you know, when it comes to things that you dealt with, it changes your view on things. Like for one, there are situations when you grow up and you see people, you're just like, well, I just automatically assume every person's a pedophile and you go on, you kind of teach your kid that, but you don't do it intentionally. It just comes off as, okay, watch this person and watch that person since, I don't know. It's just how I see it from like the more, like the, like we were saying, like with your mom and how your mom, her, her mom raised her. It's kind of how I can focus on it. And I really just started thinking about like, I don't really know how I could not given to the generational trauma how I can pass my trauma down and it's kind of I don't think you can avoid passing down trauma because you know it's it's a chemical aspect as well so you you can't avoid his Mm -hmm. DNA like you made him you know but yeah when you know better you should think better can I finish my thought please friend okay go ahead 
She really disagrees. Though. I disagree. <laughs> I'm listening. So I think that when you know better, you do better. And now that you know, okay, I have this, you know, genetic marker or I have these um, biases really or, or these traumatic experience that shape my life, I can learn how to cope, how to readjust. I can teach myself how to um, undo or go forward and, and do better so that I'm not just projecting that everyone is a pedophile or teaching my kids that you know, men are scary and men are unsafe or women are unsafe or, or whatever the traumatic thing is. Okay, Janaya, come on and rebut. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so, I mean, it's something, it's something that I have to disagree because first, I think if um, people would do a little more, uh, and obviously it's not always as easy as it seems or, you know, as simple as, you know, go to therapy. But people would do more self-work yeah. before, you know, having children and things like that and really understanding. Yeah. Because I'll always say, like, people are always like, oh, are you ready financially? But nobody talks about, are you ready mentally? Yeah. Emotionally? Like, do you have emotional intelligence to raise an emotionally intelligent child? A child? So then there's that. And then you can stop it, you know, with your child. You know, obviously you can't stop it, you know, from you. If that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you can't stop the DNA from passing to you. You're already here. But if you can stop it, like you know, through reparenting yourself and then properly parenting, I lose properly loosely your child so that they don't end up with you know the same <laughs> trauma that you were passed down that was passed down to you. Then the next generation after them, there you go. Mm. But I, I think trauma is inevitable is though too. Like. So mm-hmm. as far yeah, as is. parenting, you can, like you said, reparent yourself because I think this um, this time era is really big on relearning. A lot of us are trying to unlearn and then relearn the things mm-hmm. that we don't want to keep. I think also it might is it, it may have st- I think every generation does it to a certain degree, right? Like like mm-hmm. our parents yeah. were being beat by everybody on the block. But when we were growing up, my neighbors wasn't whooping me. You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess even yeah, my parents, I, I don't know because I wasn't alive then, but my neighbors wasn't whooping me. They would go and let my mom know, like, hey, your daughter's X, Y, and Z. I was a good kid. I Ain't nobody snitch on me, but, you know. Mm. But it's the same mm. as, like, different family members whooping on your kid, whereas, like, I think my family, before me, they were like, yeah, your auntie can do this and that, and then me, well, my baby, yeah. I'm like, no. You can't. But then that speaks also, like I said, uh, how severity, like people all always want to look at trauma as, you know, the big trauma, abandonment, wow, yeah. things like that. But trauma can happen in the classroom. You know, that, that thing that a teacher said to you that stuck with you, that made you feel like, you know, I can't achieve or I can't do or you're too loud. You're too this, you're too that. Or just things that affected you, um, things that just affected your self-esteem and just your confidence and uh, your comfort. Like like you said, um, it's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? And unintentional a lot of the times. But um, I think we can get a better grasp on it. Like I said, with self-work. I mean, that's my bottom line there. Self-work is honestly the answer to everything, though. Self work, self care. It doesn't matter for you. Self work and self. We're changing <laughs> really the name of this podcast to self work and self care, baby. 
but <laughs> I guess that is how you break the cycle. Like you have to, you have to learn, you know, you, you have to yeah. learn how to um, move forward with life and do things differently. Like just because my mom did something a certain way, doesn't mean that I need to do that as a mother. Um, it may not fit with my lifestyle. It may not fit. It may not have worked for me. Like, Oh, like mm-hmm. for instance, one thing, Harmony. Hi, Nisi Poo. Hi. She's, she's so. I love when they just be so excited to talk to us. Special guest, Nisi Poo. <laughs> Not she Oh, we get on your nerves. Say y'all recording. Chucky way. Get in here. We're the so, um, one thing Harmony does. Harmony like hits. I don't know. If, I don't know why. I don't know if she knows that she's hitting, but she hits and she's heavy-handed. Um, and so I will like hit her back and be like, "Don't hit." That is like counterproductive. That's really stupid. So now I'm relearning myself before she's like full-blown toddler and just round round here swinging on people. I have to like put her down or or say, you know, I just set her to the side and say, you know. Um, don't hit with a stern voice or don't hit mommy but I can't hit her back and be telling her don't hit like she can't don't hit uh, hit me and then I pop her leg and mind you I'm not like for all the dramatic listeners or whoever might listen I'm not slapping the shit out of my child like that's (laughs) never that's never going down over here I'm not hitting her back I'm not even hitting her as hard as she hits me and baby Harmony hits hard to be as young as she is heavyweight champ heavyweight champ she is very well here she is strong okay (laughs) (laughs) baby's got mass so um, I'm not even hitting her as hard as she hits me but I will pop her leg and say don't hit don't hit mommy but that's counterproductive. Like, you can't do that. So in the way that, like, maybe my mom would tell me, don't do X, Y, and Z, or don't cuss. But then she'll be like, girl, I'm in this bitch getting turned in a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> but, but, telling me, okay, mom. <laughs> but telling me not to cuss. Like, you know, it's stuff like that. I think the, I think, yeah. what, did, what did they say? Do as I say and not as, not I, as do. I do. Yeah. That is so dangerous. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It that really is so is. dangerous because children are sponges, mm-hmm. you know, and before we can talk, we do. So to tell me to do as I say, not as I do, I can only communicate with my actions because I don't have words. When I tell you just yesterday, we were sitting at the restaurant and I I was sitting on the left side of Ava. She was sitting on the right side of me, obviously. And I did like this hand motion and, and a noise and immediately following, she did the exact same thing unprompted. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask her to do it. <laughs> she's just mocking me. She's just repeating what she sees. She's learning how to be a human. Yeah. You know? And that's the same uh, with my sister's boy. is like the way uh, my brother-in-law carries himself. It's a certain way he stands. And you'll just see like they're four and they're five actually yeah he turned six this year they're four and they're five and you'll see them just doing the same thing you're just in here like so what are you who do you think you are because last time i checked, you are a baby and they just do the exact same thing they have the same mannerisms kids are literally sponges and they just pick up from their environment yeah i i, I saw it a lot in child care um you could definitely like just 
from seeing the child, you you knew exactly the type of household. You knew exactly the type of household that they came from. You know, I had a child who was very violent, and he would call us bitches and hoes. Oh. Like, and you just knew. And his mom and dad used to be mm-hmm. fighting, like mm-hmm. fighting. Like we had to ask, him, okay, y'all y'all can't do this in the parking lot. Like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? And he'll say things that you know he's hurt, and adults say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, repeatedly. a couple times, not just one time. But he was the sweetest, sweetest kid. Um, and then you have the kids who are obviously, you know, really respectful and things like that. And it's just such a um, spectrum mm-hmm. for them to be on. So yeah, I've definitely seen firsthand like how they soak in their environment and they're just regurgitating what's normal to them, whether they know that it's um, how it should be or not, this is how it is. This is home. This is where they spend most of their time. This is how daddy talks to mommy. Um, mm-hmm. These are my role models, so what else do you expect? To see, people grow up in traumatic um, or I'll, yeah, I'll use the word traumatic. People grow up in trauma. It's traumatic. And, and when you grow up in a traumatic environment, you find that as normal. So then things that are calming, soothing, um, not traumatic, tranquil, um, is foreign to you, and you don't know how to accept that. You like run from it, you run from it. You really run from do it. run from it. Hello. But that just reminds me of like um, for my family. I'm just gonna speak on my family. Like when we mention like therapy and stuff, and they'd be like, "That's that white people stuff." No, it's, it's not. It's just something that I was thinking that, but obviously huh? she got to be talking about the black side. Damn. <laughs> Let me drink Please. my fucking tea real quick. Clearly, so she wasn't talking about the white people. We on your ass. Oh, we're on It's only my grandma. She's the only white one. Damn. It's only one white lady. I don't need no other ones. Go ahead. Chill out. But no, for my black side of the family, they do say like shit like therapy and or oh, I love this one. When uh, my brother went home for Christmas, my mom made him. He was like, no, I don't eat no pork. She was like, well, you used to. And I'm just sitting here like, no, mom, like it's okay for us to want to do new things. It's okay for us to change things up. And I really think because like you said, like um, a lot of our trauma we do focus on the trauma that does come from our history here in the States with slavery. And I just think it's a lot of things that we weren't allowed to do back then. So now that we do have the ability to do it, the knowledge because of traumatic experience. And it's just like, why would I want to do that? That ain't my shit. That's that white people stuff. I'm thankful that, um, I'm sorry. I'm thankful that like my mom really took it upon herself to do things outside of the norm. Um, when she was growing up, I don't know where she got the idea to have this emotional intelligence, like Naya said, um, because she, I don't really think she had it growing up herself, but she made sure to do things a lot differently than when she was a girl my age. So um, she made sure that I was in really diverse schools because she didn't see diversity. Mm-hmm. So she didn't, she wasn't very cultured. Um, she made sure to have me to be semi well traveled you know we weren't going super super far but we you know went to different states at least most people don't get out of the state that they're from in their lifetime 
um, and things like that. Like we tried new foods all the time. We, we just did things differently because she knew what she was lacking in her generation. And she didn't want to pass that on Mm -hmm. to her child. Therefore, now when I'm raising my child, I can mimic those same things and, and even do a little more, you know? when I see it fit and I think that's the key to breaking I could definitely. Um, generational trauma or generational curses or generational deficiencies is look back and say okay this didn't work for me this didn't really work this was kind of problematic I'm not going to do these things instead I'm going to replace them with these things because people have problems with no solutions so when you identify the problem you need to come up with a solution as well and you need to implement the solution into the future that motherfucking yes, self word. That was a word. I agree. I agree. It um, was. It really is a self word. I was though. gonna say, like, say, obviously from personal experience, there was things that my mom um, lacked in her relationship with her mom, and I definitely know that she tried. She started a whole group. You were a part of it. You were there <laughs> to try. Um, yeah. To fill in those gaps. To you know, be better at certain things to, um, like you said, just trying new things, going places, yada, yada, the whole nine things that probably um, she wished that she had. So, boom, that's great. And then also for for me now to my child, I can do that then some, you know. And then even with the relationship to my mom, like you said, always with advice everything when it comes to children postpartum take what you need and leave what you don't and so Mm -hmm. even from our relationship now take the things that were so vital and I'm like yes I love that yeah write that down we're doing that and then some of the things that I'm like we're gonna try something different um and it's not Mm -hmm. that I think I know more because I know that generation be like oh y'all just think y'all and it's like no it's nothing wrong with learning and evolving um, if right. it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not the end of the world. Like you tried that, you did it for you. You know what I'm saying? Th- that was your way of doing things. Now I can try mine mm-hmm. um, because no one has been a parent to your child before you. Mm-hmm. So you were a parent to me. Great. That's, mm-hmm. that's how that worked for you. But now I'm a parent to a whole nother human, whole nother soul, whole nother being. It's going to be different. I think I do find it really refreshing. Um, it's with everything, though. When I hear the different relationships that people have with their mom, just because, as our listeners probably already know, I don't have, like, a terrible relationship with my mom, but it's not really um, a present one. And growing up for, like, for us, my mom really didn't take that initiative to really switch up how she, like, communicate with her kids. She did say things like, um, what the hell? She said things like, well, this happened to me when I was a kid, and I'm cool. And I'm like, okay. Ugh, that would cool. burns my gears. And, but, and I'm fine, but you're not. <laughs> Y'all are not fine. Right. And you're just like, okay. But, and that's where um, I am. Like, I take the, I take on the, I'm trying something new role that your moms did with you guys. Cause I don't know, but it also, dep- like, after you do the self work, you have to decide that that's what you want to do. Cause mm-hmm. you could just become a product of your environment and mm-hmm. just repeat the same shit. And I do find it really refreshing when you guys speak on the experiences that you guys have had. And it just makes me want to work. Oh, right. Cheers. <laughs> we can't cheers. I cheers. Ting, 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 ting. That's me trying to clink the glass. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Yeah, I like that. All right. I don't know if we can beat. I mean, I'm sure we could go on and on and on about this. 
But mm-hmm. I guess our final remarks are take a look back. Before you have kids, try to get yourself emotionally prepared, stable, intelligent. Do a little reading. Ask questions. Oh, this is something I wanted to say too. I feel like people, um, some people are not comfortable to ask their elders questions about their past. And I think if we learned a little bit from the generations before us as to why they do the things that they do and don't just accept things at face value, then it makes it more easy to understand why, you know, why they went through the things that they went through, you know? I think that comes with age, mm-hmm. too, um, sometimes. Maturity. I would say confidence, because yeah. when I was a child, I I wasn't um, confident or even had the no to ask, how was it when you were growing up, Grandma? Or, you know, what did you do when you were my age, Grandma? It wasn't until I got, like, 18 plus to be, like, you know, to ask those questions. Really? And then I, I mm-hmm. yeah. When it's I relative was, uh, to you. Yeah. I remember asking... I remember asking my grandma these questions, but also I think that um, in a way I would know before a relative was going to pass. Um, it's like we wouldn't talk for the past yeah. month and a week before they passed, we would sit on the phone for two or three hours and I would just be like, oh, so, you know, how is where you grew up? How is New York? And now I know all these things and then a month later, you're not with us anymore. I'm like, okay, so that was divine. Um for me to get those answers and things like that but I, I wasn't really young either but I, I wasn't 18 I was let me see that was 2000 I don't know I guess I guess I was like 14 it was late yeah that's still late. it was like 2014 life, you know? right or 15 yeah. but we were still it wasn't because you know in that time period those four years between 14 and 18 you learn a lot and you mature a lot and your brain develops so much more so it's drastic for sure it is drastic changes mm. but yeah, yeah okay what was i saying mm-hmm. okay ask the question ask questions get to know your elders a little deeper um and then like like naya said take what you need and leave what you don't and then find solutions to the things that you didn't need or find replacements to the things that you didn't need, you know, plug, like fill in the voids mm-hmm. with things that um, mm-hmm. you want to see, you know, let's get into the q and I love the Q&A. If you want to have your question read on the episode, you can email askmimosasandtea at gmail.com. Again, that is ask, A-S-K-M-I-M-O-S-A-S-A-N-D-T-E-A at gmail.com. I can't believe I spelled that out. I'm never doing that again. Write it down. I hope y'all got it. I hope you'll rewind the episode and play it again and again and again. I was gonna say you can just rewind it a little bit for a <laughs> repeat. I'm never spelling that out again. <laughs> All right, here's question number one. It says, "Hey guys, love the show. Oh, thank you, thank you all for creating this for young women. You're welcome, girl. Now, my question is, my question is, what can I do to spice up my lifestyle? 
I keep to a routine, but I want to try new things. I just don't know where to begin. Any tips? Thanks, ladies. Um, okay, uh. so. I say, oh, okay, no, go, so go, go, This is what I would say. Um, you just have to find those moments. I think to um, just follow the coincidences, the intuition, all the good stuff, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like those days where you're like, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to play. Yeah, you could, or you could find a new restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Just take, take, take advantage of yeah. um, the moments. That's all I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's conscious decision making. Honestly, the day that you would go bowling, you know what I'm saying? Because you want something to do, and you would mm-hmm. just go bowling because you got free time. Do something else. Like make the decision to do something else. It doesn't have to be anything, um, you know, super crazy. But yeah. Dramatic because you do have a routine and routines are good. Before, um, something like that, you know, take the scenic route to where I don't know. It's the little things. Somebody else take it away. I say, um, Mm. I would say like scroll on Groupon and find a Groupon to do like maybe once a month. (laughs) Yeah. A Groupon is where it's at. Take yourself on like a Groupon date once a month. Just go on Groupon and. Find new shit to do in your area. Buy the Groupon and go do it. I was really just, I was along like I was along the lines of the same with Janaya. Like in your routine, if you could find like, um, I know there's like periods of time where you're not like strictly doing anything. So take those moments, like Janaya said, and do something like spontaneous. And uh, I don't know, just you utilize those small moments that you have in your day and if you figure out something during those small moments and you can finally figure out how to fit fit it into your routine just to make it a little different um and you can probably value your small moments better i don't know i feel like you can since you have a routine because i personally think routines are good because i don't got one and um (laughs) i ain't got one but i do think they're good so like to I won't say to switch up your routine, but you know, value those small moments better and um not yeah. really switch it up, but add little things to the routine. Or shit, and schedule it. it. Put it um, in there. Yeah. yeah. True they, agenda. Yeah. They got a lot of cute agendas, girl. All right. Yeah. Woo woo. All right. <laughs> those are good tabs. Okay. <laughs> so this one, it says, Oh, hold on. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I saw fantasy and got scared. <laughs> I like fantasies. What's, What's your, your fantasy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says, hey, y'all, tell me your fantasy careers. In a utopia world, what would, what do you imagine your work life to look like? Why the first thing that came to mind when I heard utopia was the never, I don't even know. I didn't read that book. No. I read I the first two pages and then put it down expeditiously. I don't remember why. I love that book. Also, I like uh, it's by Ian Rand. Uh, Maybe his name is like Ian. 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 <laughs> what is your fantasy career? I forgot how my you fucking funny. nerds. Fantasy career. Okay. I, I mean, Utopia. I, go, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go first again. But if I must. Go first, because I just like, uh, you see where my mind honestly, went for Utopia. My my Utopian career, I'm a business owner. 
Um, I'm a successful business owner. Maybe two businesses. Um, yeah. So my day to day is just delegating tasks to other people. Um, overseeing, (laughs) overseeing. that things are running well. I want. I want a holistic health center. I want a wellness center. And uh. Oh, I think in there I'd be dropping in, seeing seeing what y'all uh need, talking to the people, you know, connecting with people, helping people, whatever the career is. I definitely want to be helping people. Um, yeah, period. Helping people only so that I can take vacation when I need vacation, take my daughter where we want to go. That's me. Okay. What about you, Jez? What's your fantasy career? What's your dream job? Um, I wouldn't say job. Um, I keep like dream wise, I wouldn't just be able to do like what I can do. So in the perfect utopia, I'd be living like your favorite picture on Instagram in like this nice house on top of the mountains and stuff like that. And what I do is yeah, something like that. But <laughs> and what I do is I don't know, I feel like just I would really want to take advantage of like the social media mm-hmm. world. Just I don't know, just be like like Janai was saying, like helping people. I do actually like the idea of helping people. I really feel like that's the only thing I can see ideally doing. And my biggest thing would probably be like helping people like with their lifestyle, like a lifestyle coach, I guess. Not really coach. <laughs> yeah, coach. Because it's utopian. And um post inspirational videos on my Instagram about working out. Yes. Um, be able to travel. Yeah. I really, I really want to be a career traveler. Oh my gosh, you stole mine! If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Do it together. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. No, we can't. I really, I really do want to like. No, say I don't really say, say I want to monetize off traveling, but I want to be able no, to. No, I want to monetize off traveling. I want to get I paid to travel, and I want I, my flights free. Hey, this and I want to live to travel for free. Hello. I don't even have my flights to be free. I just don't want the constant uh, I don't care for the money to be coming okay. I just want the money to be there like I like I really tell people all the time you know I check my trash can occasionally for somebody to drop their cash if they stole I just want the money to show up and be there I don't even know so what Ty, the... you, you're, you're what? travel too that's, that's... yeah my dream my fantasy career path would be like to be like a freelance creative I don't even know like maybe like mm. photography because I can't draw so I'd have to take Ooh. the pictures because I can't I can't draw or I'd draw. be like a freelance writer and I would just go country to country and write a short story in every country and publish it and be paid to write and travel and take pictures like <laughs> and I would be like a sustainable life and I would probably be pescatarian and be a hippie and my locks would be really long and my ass would be fat and I would just be backpacking through Indonesia. Like, that would be my fantasy. Love it. I just want to like be a that. hippie so bad. Oh, I'm taking 2022 off and I'm going to go do something spectacular. There's a store uh, in Yucca Valley, which is about 30 minutes from me, that I felt hey. you'd really appreciate. Where's Yucca Valley? Maybe we'll come this weekend. Don't tempt me with a good time, baby. Yucca oh, Valley is, is it Yucca or Yucca? Um, Yucca. Yucca. 
it's where my only Walmart is, and it's about let me not say thirty minutes. It's yeah, twenty minutes. No, twenty five minutes. <laughs> and in the store, it's called like cactus and Ooh. florist. Like there is a florist area. They do have like small cactuses everywhere, and there are like little cactus kits. Like it has your as your cactus like in its original pot. It comes in pot. It's like travel cactus. Then they have a smudging section. Mm-hmm. They have the desert um, quilts and throws. They do have like um, wax burners, waxes, um, desert candy, shit like that. Just to fit into your hippie lifestyle. I'm tempted. So, you want to go to Yucca? My baby just woke up. Baby, you want to go to Yucca? She about to go back to sleep because you proposing (laughs) weird shit. All right, here's our third and final question. This one kind of freaky. Freak hoes. Column. It say, I want to be more freaky. How many wise did she put? One, two, <laughs> like five wise. Damn, freaky. freaky. Okay. But I'm really shy with my partner. Well, girl, what the? F- you not what? Okay. We haven't shy? been dating long, but I feel pretty comfortable oh, okay. so far. What can I do to be more of a freak? She's really spelled it out, freak. But keep up the mystique. Okay, Shawty got bars. Hold What can I do to be more of so a freak? But keep up, keep up the mystique. Um, shit. I was so focused on the question that I can't. Yeah, I, but she's not. I'm off for toys. You always ready to toy. A vibrator isn't that fucking. Uh, big maybe you just deal, pull out a little. Think. Maybe you have to start small, like start with the little bullet and just pull the bullet out and maybe. Oh, this is what or, you should do. This is what you should or, do. This is a good idea. You should, um, like you know, take a shower or whatever, and then come out in like a little sexy robe. You can get them from twenty dollars at your local mall. You can get a little satin sexy robe. You come out with a robe and a little bullet, right? While he playing the game, mm-hmm. I'm saying this like I've done this before. I'm just fantasizing. I swear. While he playing the game, you sit <laughs> like in the on the couch or something. While he playing the game, well, no, because they be having a headset on. You have to sit in his line of vision. Do you have to? Oh you have to gosh. be in his line of vision. Hold on, I'm invested. You what start. You start. You start buzzing that coochie with that bullet while he's playing 2K. <laughs> And he's going to be like, where did this freak elite come from? He's going to be like, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to go. I got to go make me a sandwich. And you're going to get banged like a whore, if that's what you're looking All right. Do. Express ticket to pound yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Take it to pound town um, drill. Or, or if you don't want to, you know. You know, I'm all for the vibrators. I'm all for the toys. If y'all listen to the last episode, I am. But, um... If you want to be, uh, you guys want to start off slow since you're a little shy, you can go to the store at Walmart. Well, not my Walmart, <laughs> your Walmart. And um, uh, they do like, I think in the, what do they call it? The family, family wellness planning. area. Family planning. Or the condoms. Where <laughs> <laughs> they have the condoms and stuff. They do have like the little jelly rings with them the vibrator. Don't worry, but you try can try them. Hey, look. Not that I've tried look. a few before. Um, but the only reason why I do suggest that because a lot of times with those I think they have like enough suction where they squeeze their members and uh, (laughs) and the squeezing of uh, 
his stuff. I don't want to say, well, fuck it. Squeezing up his dick and then, like, you know, the vibration for you. If you're trying to ease into toys, because you don't want to just jump in there, because after 30 seconds, you'd be. Uh, yeah. But I do really think, like, you start off with, like, a smaller toy and um, see what you like. See if you enjoy, like, that kind of feel. And then you can go find you a good bullet. Yeah, girl, after the bullet, get a rabbit. Oh, my God, this is the best gift my man ever gave me. I give him another. I give him a baby. Also, not the battery the ones. ones. Look, don't get the battery ones. Get the ones you could charge. Cause yeah, I watch you porn with him. When them batteries you die, said. honey. Or next to him. This is what you do. Okay, sis. Be big, sad. You sit that nigga down. Here we or, go. Or, you know. What if he's white? Choice. Look, or your man of choice. <laughs> <laughs> you sit your man of choice down. <laughs> your man of choice. You sit your, your partner You sit your partner down. And you walk up to your partner of choice. Don't. And you tell him, open his mouth. And then you spit in his mouth and slap him across his face. (laughs) 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 Okay, for someone who doesn't like stuff. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Janai, thanks for exposing yourself. But, um... (laughs) What if he... What if she get hit Actually, back? That might you work though. To be a That's what I said. I'm gonna get hit back. No, no, I'm not. He I'm will get hit back. Clear right I wouldn't now. get hit back, but I'm he showed me right now. Um, I'm a troll. Like, please don't take. <laughs> please, I'm giving the disclaimer. It's a joke. Okay, but seriously, if you're if you're shy, well, okay. First, my initial reaction that. is that you How can't many, don't give any advice and be shy because. In my experience, once I once I got comfortable with my partner, like I wasn't shy, I was open, you know, to things and then open to discussion, talking about things and trying new things. So um, maybe take your time because who knows if he even deserves the razzle dazzle, okay? Mm-hmm. For one. And for two, if he does deserve the razzle dazzle, if you like, bitch, I ain't Ooh, actually big I want a trick or treat. Okay, here it is. Just go to the sex store. Just go to the sex store. Just see, go together. Yeah, go together. Or okay. together. Just walk through like, it. Like in there, and then y'all can, because that that eliminates like the. I mean, because you have to sit and talk. Like I don't mm-hmm. think people understand that like, you have to be like, "Are you okay with this?" Mm-hmm. Don't don't walk up in here. Like you have to trust somebody. Don't be trying to um spank me, blindfold me, and handcuff me. I don't trust you like that. You might rob me. Okay. Right. So... I think you should get freaky with yourself first, too, though. Actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're gonna get tired of me saying that shit. <laughs> no, you gotta get freaky with yourself first. Like you you need to learn no, how to like. you, harmony, girl. No, no, you can't get freaky with yourself for a long time. Get the kids out the room. Harmony <laughs> said, hey, man, sister. Wrong time to interject. Harmony <laughs> And she's smiling too. But yeah, you have to get intimate with yourself okay, first. Turn um, yourself on. Be a freak for yourself. Because once you like, I I talk myself up. I'd be I, like, girl, you a freak. I rap Megan to myself and I really think I'm her. And I, I mm, never mind. Get it to yourself. Oh, that'd be me. Build In the middle confidence of within. Yeah, build, build your confidence within. <gasps> you just, are. Just in 14 just minutes ago, you guys. Oh, this is so sad. Unfortunately, this is so no, sad. No. 
No. Within the span of this episode, within the span of us recording, rapper. Oh my gosh, DMX has passed at the age of fifty. Oh my gosh. Condolences. Now What's you can properly say condolences. Yeah, we definitely send our, our condolences to the Simmons family. And um, dang, that is really sad. What a bummer! A legend. Your really? your legacy wow. will live on. It will live on for sure. Um, what's next? <laughs> what a bummer! I guess we'll just get on with our inspirational quote to try to pick up this shit show of an episode. Gosh! All right, you guys, give me a moment. Find my. Or wait, wait. Okay, wait. I have my tip for y'all. Oh, that's right. Oh, the DMX thing really up the schedule. What's your quick tip, Shadi? Okay, so the tip I'll give for y'all. So recently, um, I don't know. Okay, so overall, I'll give like my big tip is, um, before you start, and this is coming from something that happened to me this week. Before you start trusting wholeheartedly in these doctors and in this modern medicine, um, heal your body, um naturally go to the mm-hmm. get an herb do your research um figure out where there's a deficit figure out where there's inflammation what elements you're feeding with um sugar white sugar processed foods things like that get that shit under control that's my tip i agree i'm actually doing a thesis on um complementary mm-hmm. and alternative medicine oh we should chat i wrote a paper on that yeah, let me get your paper so I can just copy paste that whole. <laughs> we should chat. We should definitely chat offline. I hope my Look. professor never finds my podcast. <laughs> there. Oopsies. All right, that's a good tip. Oops. Jess, what's your tip, baby? That ain't even me. Um, I don't mean it's a, it. Kind of piggybacks off our conversation about the you know the doctors and stuff, but I will say. Up your water intake. It is getting hot. Up your water intake because physically, water will. If you're if you're feeling something physically, a lot of times water will help what you got going yes. on. I was you should be tonight, drinking half water, so. half your half body your weight, weight in ounces. In ounces. Mm-hmm. water, so your body. Yes. So definitely up that mm-hmm. water intake. Rule number one: yeah. stop Add stop lying to yourself about your weight. Okay. And then drink half your body weight in water. No, if the if the shoe fits, if the girdle fits. (laughs) The body shaper. Oh my god! If the the (laughs) spanks fit, my chest hurts. Oh my gosh! Okay, my tip for you guys is to um is to go on Pinterest, find um, them little food recipes or whatever, or find the taste videos and try to cook something different like once Ooh. a week. Find a little Pinterest meal. Ooh, with that one. Oh, oh yeah. With that one. HelloFresh really helped me with that. HelloFresh. Cough, Janiyah, my um, my housewoman gift. Um, it's really nice, honestly. I learned a lot oh, of things nice. that I use in my everyday recipes from Hello I Fresh. Agree. I do concur. Okay. Now seriously, to the tip. 
this is actually a quote um in relation to, to the I mean the the quote. Damn, thank we you. Got, thank you. Thank you guys. Um in relation to our main topic today, generational trauma. Um this is by Kazuhaga. Don't know who that is, but they they said it. And they said if we carry intergenerational trauma and we do, then we also carry intergenerational wisdom. It is in our genes and in our DNA. So the same way you carry the trauma, you also carry the wisdom to revert and heal the trauma. You just have to tap in. All right, y'all. This has been another wonderful ride. And we can't wait to see you guys next week. Next week, hello. I think next week we're going to have a special guest. I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's my mama. I was going to say drum roll. <laughs> it's my mammy. She's going to join us next week. So not, um, hopefully we'll have a nice, for the juicy, succulent episode. I want to make her uncomfortable. Succulent. Succulent. All right. I love you guys very much. I love the listeners. I love my sisters. Uh, We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for supporting us thus far. Uh, Rate, comment, and share our podcast. Like our podcast. Ask us questions. She's not going to ask us questions. Even my baby said, ask us questions. I got to get out of here, though, because she's about to start making fart noises on my leg, and I really don't want to catch it on the audio. So, (laughs) bye. Ha <laughs>